Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. (laughs) That was mine. Here we go. It's another episode of Don't Give a 50, the podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50, like us. Shout out to our tribe of awesome 50 issues who are tuning in each week and to everyone who took the time to review our podcast. We're so excited to be sharing this journey with all of you and your reviews really do help, so keep them coming. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review and also tell your friends. We'll leave a link in the show notes to make it easy. So we are super, super stoked to be sharing the next half hour with Nikki Parkinson, a gorgeous fellow 50-isher we've been lucky enough to meet before, and someone who was on our hit list (laughs) of women to interview as soon as Don't Give a 50 was up and running. So welcome, beautiful Nikki. So good to be here. (laughs) So lovely to have you here. It's amazing. Happy to be on anyone's hit list. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You were definitely on ours. (laughs) Trust me. Nikki is a former journalist turned blogger and the author of four Unlock Your Style books. She is the creator and online community leader of Styling You, a Queensland Telstra business award-winning business. In 2019, Nikki launched her own fashion label, Styling You The Label. The first label globally to invest in showcasing its designs on every size that it sells, size 6 to 20. Gorgeous Nikki, it is without doubt you are an incredibly savvy businesswoman, but what Mel and I absolutely adore about you the most is that at the core of everything you do, it is a wholehearted desire to lift other women up, to help women find and embrace their own confidence and style. Now, I have followed Nikki online for years before I met 
her, you, her, (laughs) third person, my sister-in-law forwarded me once one of your original model and me posts Ah. and she was like, check this out, check this out, this is awesome. And I love that you still feature them sometimes. So, so for those of you out there who don't know, um, these posts featured a size 8 model in an outfit and then Nikki alongside and a much more relatable size 12 to 14 for me in the same outfit. So, Nick, you... Nick. Let's <laughs> just get, shortening let's just get it now. We're just getting comfortable now. That's what I do. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll answer to anything. Oh, it's the Australian way. You know? It we is. We shorten everything. It is. Over to the end. Um, you, I see, I'm a bit starstruck. Um, you started fashion blogging at the age of 41 and really before social media was a big part of our everyday lives. What I'd love to know is the reason behind why it all started. Accidental. <laughs> really? That's with no, all good great plans. strategy. Uh, the re- the re- big reason was um, I was a journalist and it was 2008, which might seem like a long time ago, and it was. Um, there was already a squeeze on mainstream media and the jobs that I loved to do, I could see were going to disappear because of cuss cutting. Mm. Um, there were redundancies for the first time in editorial and, it, and I just went, oh, is this it? And at the same time, personal life, my husband took a job um, in Brisbane and we were living on the Sunshine Coast. So we were suddenly becoming a commuting family and the realities of that and I having to be the one who would drop everything should the kids get injured at school or anything could happen. And I went, I just don't think that's going to work. Both of us being tied to employers, one an hour and a half down the road Pending traffic, two hours, three hours. Oh, exactly. So I just had this crazy, mad, now or never moment and went, you know what, I'm going to give something else a shot. And I jumped out and I think I look back and I go, I'm really glad that I had a lot of naivety about starting a business mm-hmm. because, yes, I wrote a business plan. Um, I'd interviewed business women before, but I just thought if I had been locked into the exact business plan, I wouldn't have been open to everything that was about to unfold. So I started with a blog to promote my personal styling business that I set up. And that blog ended up being a thing. I didn't realise at the time, but blogging was about to take off. Facebook was about to really take off in terms of businesses. And following from that came... Instagram and as we see all the platforms now but my good old little blog is still sitting there. So in that sense Nikki it was just really exceptionally great timing. Timing Mm -hmm. and also being open to adapt. Yep and to to new ideas. To new ideas Mm -hmm. but the journalism background gave me the experience not only in content creation but also in understanding an audience. When you realise that there was a potential audience out there and it wasn't just about someone finding your business Um, So I was doing content creation before it was actually a thing. It was sort of timing, luck and then being um, strategic about building a community. Yeah, and very, very savvy. And I would imagine your journalist background, journalism background would have also given you a lot of confidence in your writing ability. Yeah, so for me, you tell me to write something, I think through my fingers. That's how we were taught to to, do. do that not so confident in if you ask me to draw a picture um, that's not me 
as a journalist, we had to get comfortable taking photos because often we would be sent out on a job to take the photos as well as write the story. So those kind of skills happen, but the community building was the thing that really excited me because the old journalism, and things have changed now, was really about broadcasting and you put out content and you never started a conversation. But what I could quickly see was you could create content on a blog, on Twitter, it was a thing back then, Facebook, and you could start a conversation with, and, my, and I wanted to talk to other women. So I did it about things that I loved. I've always loved getting dressed. I've always loved fashion. I've never, you wouldn't say I've been good at it, but I've enjoyed understanding who I am and I've always had a passion for that. And, and wanting women who were frustrated. I was in my early 40s and you just couldn't go into a shop and automatically think find things that spoke to you. Things have improved there too, but I found that fashion really wasn't talking to us at a certain age. And goodness knows, 41 is pretty young, really. Uh, totally. <laughs> there are, you've made two really great points there. The first one is, um, and we'll go back to that, we might even get you in for another episode, and that's reinventing yourself. So I just believe, I've, I'm a firm believer in all the skills and the knowledge and the understanding and even the formal education that you had previously, you have reinvented yourself, but you have used those skills in your current role. And I, I love that because I think it's not wasted. It's never, ever wasted. Trish, I see that with you, with your experience in promotions. Okay, so you're you're such a thinker and an ideas person, and you've been able to do that, Nikki, with your you know your journalism background and, and bring it into your blog to start off with. So that's the first thing. But the second one segues brilliantly into what we really wanted to talk to you about today: the essence of our conversation, and that is, you know, really embracing women of all shapes and sizes, and the difficulty that a lot of women have any age, I suppose, but we are really interested in midlife women of going in and finding things that really suit them. So we want to ask you, we're interested in the ways in which you have disrupted the way fashion is marketed to women. Yeah, so again, it originally started by showing how things fit me and that's how the model and me concept started. There was a brand called Metallicus that was a lot of neat and stretchy Fabric. Yes, it yes. was kind of layered and clingy. Yeah, remember and that. And loved it, but would go in and go, oh, it just doesn't work for me. But a boutique on the Sunshine Coast that was one of their biggest stockists on the coast got me to model in a fashion parade that they were doing because they had a knack of getting women into clothes and playing with things that they otherwise wouldn't try. Brilliant. And I... Here I was, I was wearing Metallicas and I'd already had some pieces so I knew that it was a myth that it wasn't just a label for a certain sized woman. That's funny because I always saw it and saw that it was tight fitting so it just freaked me out so I yeah. didn't even go in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it, it, was, it, that mis- it was good that it started with that label and I think that's where I got the idea because on the Facebook page the night of this particular parade was a photo of of a model wearing the same dress that I was wearing in the parade. Mm-hmm. And I've gone, oh, the model and, and me. me. Ah. Same dress, different. And that kind of grew. It wasn't a regular thing, but wherever it was possible, I would do it and it grew. And I would be like a size 14 to 16, depending on the label. And if I could source the campaign image, then I'd put them side by side. Not to say I looked better, but just to offer a different 
perspective, a different visual cue. So when I actually did personal styling, which is how I started my business, what was the biggest eye-opener for me, and I worked out before I stopped seeing clients one-on-one, it was about 150 women, so a good sample size, Mm. size 4 through to 32. Every single one of those women had a problem with one or multiple parts of their body. And for me, that was a huge eye-opener of going, but if you're smaller than me, aren't you okay with like in my head I'm obviously not saying that to them yeah. <laughs> aren't you okay with how you how you look in these clothes because I'm thinking like, isn't that yeah, funny really that we yes. always think that yes people who are smaller and I have a yep. girlfriend who is size six to eight and you know we'll have these conversations and I just assume like I think if I had her body then I would just be happy as Larry but she has problems putting on weight and feeling scrawny and all of these things. So it's just so relative. Mm. And I think we all need to um, understand that, that it's not just us, and I'm sure we're going to get into the the wider picture, but um, Kim Morrison highlighted that in her talk with you, and it's something um, that Kim's a long-term friend of mine, and I remember her saying the same thing. If you couldn't use your legs or if you suddenly had a breast cancer diagnosis, would you be critical of that body part and of all the things that has helped me reframe the negative talk and I'm telling you the negative talk is there every day like you're, uh, you're kidding oh, yourself if, if it's not me, there absolutely it's, it's always and, it is but you can't stop you can't stop working on it because we're undoing decades and decades of diet culture women being told by men that they need to look a certain way so there's a lot to unpack. So I never wanted these representations of me in the clothes and the model to be, oh, that's better. It's yeah. not better. It's just different. Yep. And for me, playing along, I was actually so grateful because I felt like I was being represented or I felt like, yeah, you know, finally there's someone showing how beautiful these clothes look and you can look beautiful without a special size defining yeah, who you are and what is beauty. Trish and I had a number of conversations leading up to today, Nikki, and one of them was the fact that we often can't identify with the models that are being used in campaigns by particular labels because we're not all stick insects. And even though there has been some improvement, there's a long way to go. And you're so right about the unpacking the years and years, like the decades of, you know, this this construction of what is, you know, the What's ideal. Beautiful. Yeah, and the ideal yeah. physique. And, and you're right, we are still all self-critical. It is a work in progress. Um, I think I've got a little bit better now. I mean, I've never had a flat stomach and I just don't give a 50 anymore. <laughs> I just don't I laugh care. when people talk about the mum tum. I had the tum way before. Oh, I just... Was a mum. And I find that term, I find the word flattering... Yes. Oh. ...problematic as well. I just... It, it's all language... When most people say something's flattering, particularly I get told, oh, that looks flattering on you. They're saying flattering it makes what? you look smaller. Yes. And I'm, oh, and yes. But, but, but what? Sorry. It's not the colour, is it? It's, 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 you're telling me that I look better because it's flattering. Yeah, yes. in whose eyes? You know, it's yes. elongating, Absolutely. slimming, yes. you know, it's, it's plus that. size. Oh, yes. plus, plus size. Patricia and I had a plus huge chat what? about this. Plus 50 watt ladies, plus 50 watt. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah, so the the industry has a long way to go. But leading on from the model and me was the everyday style community that I created on Instagram because 
I just didn't want it to be about me showing style. So when Instagram was taking off, end of 2013, I started, let's post under this hashtag everyday style because people wanted to see what I was wearing every day. Seems crazy now, but back then no one was doing that. You were doing a heavily filtered um, photo of your coffee. And and I went, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I did it yep. for one week and then a whole bunch of people who you all know that you follow on Instagram got on board. They built their own communities around it. And the beauty of all of that was we had women of all ages, shapes, sizes, sharing their outfits that they like to put together. And the more you see of that, the more your vision of what fashion and beauty should look like changes because you're celebrating the woman who's chosen to put that particular outfit on. It mightn't be your style, but you celebrate the fact that that's the woman and she's chosen to wear that. That is such a good point. We are celebrating the, the woman the outfit that she's chosen. And at the end of the day, if she's walking out the door and feeling great about herself, that is so good in, in my opinion. We've got enough to deal with <laughs> yes, as women, don't we? Right. We have got enough yeah. to deal with. So, yeah, that, that is remarkable. And it's a very strong community that, um, that you've de- definitely built there. Do you think or how have perceptions of women's body shapes changed since you started blogging and your Instagram and Facebook accounts? I think sadly... We still have so far to go in terms of what not only the individual woman thinks is her body should look like, as well as the general community, um, industry-wise plus also personal. This is the time of year when we're bombarded with all the new diets, not that I buy any of those magazines or anything like that. But if you were following a certain range of people, and if you are younger, you're getting all you're getting sold in either indirectly or directly that you need your hot body for summer. Yeah. Mm. Springs here, springs it's here. Time. It's time. Yeah. Summer body, yeah. bikini body. So I feel like, you know, everybody is a bikini body. Like yeah. we've still got so far to go. And we're all mothers of girls yes, here. Teenagers. Um, I've got a young adult. My daughter told me last weekend and it made me I'm so proud of myself. She said, Mum, I'm so glad that um, when I was a teenager, when she was growing up, that you never talked about diets, that you never mm. talked about your weight, you didn't talk about calories. And I went, oh, thank goodness. Yep. That none of this internal chatter that was probably going on, I was very, I was trying to be conscious, but, you know, we can try. And, it, and sometimes it, we it don't realise. Mm-hmm. And she's super grateful. She has quite a lot of friends from who have not had that same level of non-exposure and it, it has affected a lot of them in a, in a lot of ways. And we've got a chance, a bit like any parenting style, to change the narrative. We can't control what they're exposed to social media way. Like for us it was magazines back in our day, but social media, we can't control that. But we can control the messages they get from home. I think that's a big thing. I think that's such a big thing. And I've been very mindful of it because, you know, through, you know, being a Sunshine Coast girl in the 80s, you know, we I got onto that yo-yo dieting very early and, you know, through the years have been a career dieter. But when my daughter was born and early in her years, you know, I did make a choice to stop that sort of dialogue. At times, yes, it may have gone on in my own head, but it was very much all about healthy eating at 
moving moving to feel good for your mental health and you know it's only kind of been recently that she's been saying mum girls at school are talking about you know being in calorie deficit and oh I just go well you know that there's so much more importance in your nutrients and what food you're eating and especially they're going through these huge hormonal changes and not to have those good fats that they need for those hormones to work properly, for their brains to work properly when they're studying and so active. You know, it's just so heartbreaking that that calorie deficit is still out there. Like, mm. I think back to those old counting calorie days with the calorie guide. I bet your mother could recite every calorie. Oh, I still every... can. <laughs> you know, like, I remember having lunch, you know, I've two, never slices, done two slices of bread with a slither of butter and Vegemite, that was 210 <laughs> calories. And, you know, just I could probably tell you a glass torture. of wine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think we have come a long way from then. Yeah. And I think people like you are championing, championing, oning. I can't say Oh, that. here Sorry, we go. Here we go. go. How'd you go? How'd you go, Trish? I think people like you are really good for that. <laughs> Stay within my boundaries. <laughs> Thank um, you. And I think, mm. I think also, too, that the generation coming through are a little bit wiser, I would like to think, than we were at that time. So whether it is, you know, I know social media, there's still a lot of stuff out there with, you know, negative body image. But I also think that they're getting a wider range of images that they're exposed to. So I think that they are more accepting of people and less judgmental than potentially we were back in the day. Yeah. And I suggest to anyone who is trying to help their daughter or just themselves is that you fill your feed with a variety of women and different shapes and sizes and ages in our case. And the more you see that, because we're all scrolling on our phone, the more that that is your norm. Mm. It's not one particular norm that we were served up as teenagers and young adults ourselves through magazines. So just um, scrolling through Stalling You, the label online, you feature all the way through all your girls and you have all their measurements and you have it broken down really well. So it's easy to find, I guess, your model that you can try and match yourself. And these are real women when I say models. Like, yep. I mean, they're beautiful, yep. beautiful. Everyday women. They're everyday, they're everyday women. They're everyday models, yep. which is what we, you know, what we want to see. So what inspired you to do that? So, probably a little bit of naivety. <laughs> well, my, it paid off because it's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> um, so, it goes back to when I was working one-on-one with women and they couldn't visualise themselves in like a campaign image in a store. So, most of us are visual people. So the more visual cues you can offer, if you're an online store, and now I get very frustrated when I'm shopping in a lot of other places now online, you want as many visual cues as possible. There's a big one, height. If Mm. you did anything else, don't just show your clothes on a tall model where that's like 10% of the population because something that's like skirting her bum is probably going to come down to our knees. And a lot of women can't make that mix, so they just don't think it's for them so we wanted to offer as many visual cues as possible yes it costs us more in Mm. getting samples and also in paying for models extra photography extra time loading websites but we we want our customers to be able to shop with confidence 
And so, yes, they can go, oh, I am Jasmine's height, but I have Karen's bust. So I'm going to be able to see where that sits on me. And yes, it's going to work on my bust. So I'm confident to add that to cart. And isn't rocket science but once you do this and you've got this experience you go and shop at another store that you've got no idea about the sizes and they've got no information they tell you the model's 175 centimeters and where's it size, size eight. eight and i'm going oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you're kidding me yeah nothing. it's just so, really clever to yeah. me it's it's very clever and it's really helpful well we want to be helpful and we mm. want to make that experience shopping online which can be scary for a lot of people we me wanna, we want to make it <laughs> yeah um yep. we want to make and it easy for them it's so appreciated and, and what I have found, like I adore it and I can really look at the models and the good thing is that what really frustrates me and, and there's a, quite a few fashion brands that are very slowly catching on and I have been known to put pen to paper <laughs> right in my suggestions to a few of these national brands. Great work, Trish. Um, I remember last year, I think it was, and Country Road had something and I was like, you know what, I love this but... I'm not that size. Surely, if you did some market research, you would find that there is a lady in a middle-aged lady who is not a size 10 that is a customer of yours and Mm. would love to see. Mm. So anyway, I've noticed this year that they have got a representation of, I guess they would refer to it as a plus-size model. And she is stunning. But she is this gorgeous... Amazon, beautiful, tall, tall, in proportion, stunning, you know, beautiful lady. And and I love that they have made that gesture. It's almost kind of like the token gesture. But it's It's, it's it's still not relatable. It's It's a start. start. And we need more brands to do. And I love that your ladies, you know, they have curves, they have hips, they, you know, and some of them are tall, some of them are shorter, some of them... And I can, as you said, relate, pick different bits of me that fit with different bits of them and you can see what works. And it's so good. And that's... Well, I love hearing that and that's what we want women to feel. They want to feel seen visually when they see women when they come to our site but then can drill down, get out their measuring tape. My hottest I tip, did it this morning. <laughs> good job. My hottest tip is actually saving your measurements into your phone. Yes. Because ah, if yes. a site does offer you... Yeah, um, the bust waist hip If it offers measurement. you that, which yeah. sometimes that's a generic site th- uh, True. size thing. Yeah. But it is something that is handy and you're, you're less buying blindly it's one of my hottest tips and I have my own in there I have to update my measurements for the site as well and I that's a matter of fact thing for me that's not a body shaming thing that's an information that is this is what your bust is this is what your waist is and what it also helps to show is that not everybody has an hourglass figure and that's how it is out there very few so you can see our models and you can see um, if their waist is thicker if their bust is bigger than their waist you can see all that and you can relate that back to when you've got your measurements written down and you know it's just that message that all bodies are beautiful yes they are Mm, they are less judgment and you can dress beautifully for them and the other thing we do for curves, so even our size six is a curve, size six. We're not a generous sizing. We are cut on curves. We're cut on me. So the sample is created for us here in Australia on me. So I'm a size, um, probably a straight size 14, but because we're cut on curves, I wear the 12 mm-hmm. in our label. So when I say we're cut on curves, we're cut to accommodate a bust. We're cut to accommodate hips. And that's something 
with most labels are cut from that size six or eight, very straight size six or eight, and they just size up, but they don't build in the bits where we yes. want. So it drapes beautifully. It's not just all bulky and added on size. So you, that's really important. You've for just us. answered my next question, which will what are the key things you consider when designing? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Melinda, I've prepared this answer for you earlier. <laughs> I guess because I am the designer and they're making samples for me. They're not making samples for a mannequin or a fit model. I am the fit model. And so they go up and down from me. The pattern gets graded up and down from my shape, which is why when you put it on or if I put it on, I'm sampling and it's not comfortable. If the fabric doesn't feel right or it's pulling or it's... it just doesn't make it past. It either gets changed or it gets stitched altogether because life's too short for uncomfortable clothes. Ooh, yeah. And comfortable clothes don't mean that you're not dressed up That's or that right. you're suited to the situation. So those criteria are, are crucial to the brand. So women can comfortably buy something that they know is not going to pull and tug at their bust, that they're going to be able to sit down at their desk and not have it cut in in their stomach, but they're going to feel great. Oh, and haven't we it. all been there before where we're wearing something that's uncomfortable? Yes. And I must say, I wholeheartedly <laughs> embrace the comfort fashion. From the drop crutch pants to... But you know what? I, I totally agree with what Nikki said, that you can be super, super comfortable but still dressed, dressed up. up. Oh, I yeah. love that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't put yep. casual as dressed down. Yep. No. 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 At the old all. droppy, rock a oh. droppy, darling. <laughs> throw some heels on, there's, Trish. There's no going back. <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh. I remember a friend of, of mine, and we're both, what I use the term to describe myself is voluptuous. I once read the definition in the dictionary, and it was full of and fond of the luxuries and pleasures of life. And oh. I thought, you know what? I'm loving <laughs> yes, that. Own that, Trish. I'm loving I'm owning that, I'm running with it. But I remember one day we were shopping and it was somewhere in the Winter Garden. I don't know what brand it was, it was years ago. But when you actually walked in to the boutique, um, the boutique, the boutique, there was, it was almost like a, um, what are those gates called? You know, a um, gate? No, they're <laughs> like, like a security gate. Yeah, but they kind of go down. It's like a triangular oh. thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they like, would have a name. Yeah, like one person's allowed in at a time. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Another one's me. Yeah. Yes. So oh. I was like, what's with that? You know, like uh, obviously it was a security thing. Right. But she said, oh, that's to keep us out if you can't fit through the <laughs> <laughs> that in. Oh. So that's, yeah. you know? once again, I have evolved since then. But it did give you these feelings, some of yeah. these boutiques. Yeah. So mm. to have a platform like yours, and there's a lot of other ones that have followed suit, and I know that another label that you do some work with, Bohemian Traders, they are another great example of marketing for women in all sizes as yeah. well. And I think it, it is taking the independence to lead the way because they're seeing they're more in touch directly with their customer. They're experiencing firsthand what the customer wants. So your independent labels um, are leading the way and the big businesses are starting to follow suit. If it starts with tokenism, great. Yeah, because absolutely. It's, yeah. one, it's one more step, isn't it? How does that um, make you feel? Um, I, it's my die on the hill thing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not a young spring chicken at all. I'm 54, proud of it. Every year is an absolute gift. And you just... You just want to make those changes. So I've always been what's considered a straight size my entire life. Um, But when I was younger and a size 14, a lot of stores stopped at size 12. Yeah. Yes. So I haven't felt 
the same struggles um, and less than feelings that women size 18 and above have felt, but I have felt that exclusion. So I understand that and I'm empathetic. So we have Mm. a size range now to 20, which would probably fit a straight 22, but our goal is to increase that even more. But we're such a small business. That's we, right. It's a, it's a huge financial investment every step of the way. But it is definitely part of our goal because I want every woman to feel great in what they're wearing and to, um, if that's what they want to do. Like I've never been about, you need to get dressed up and you need to do this. But if that's what motivates you, then I want to be able to help you to do that. Absolutely. So do you think that that is sort of the thing that you are most proud of with what you've done with your blogging online and to create that confidence for women and then subsequently with your own business, with Styling You The Label? Yeah, definitely. Building that community of women who, number one, they're they're women who want to know the, the latest lippy or they want to be able to do their hair or put on an outfit and that's not for everybody and I don't that's fine if I don't judge anybody on how they look but I know for me it's a personal motivator to have the outfit that you feel comfortable in and to put on a face and do your hair that works for me mm-hmm. if you are having a low day but you have to get up and do something those things work for me so that's the community that I've created and within that it's that understanding that you don't have to change your body shape to have that confidence. You just need to find the clothes that you can that work for you. And if I can make even one woman feel great today, tomorrow, because they've popped on some of our clothes that we've created and they've gone to that meeting or they've gone out to an event or they're at their daughter's wedding, then I've done my job. That's a really cool takeaway moment I think I love that I have been on the other end of the Instagram of the tutorials and whatnot and I have bought the lipsticks I have gone on to Trini London and bought the makeup you know I (laughs) am a marketer's dream you are I am but in saying that I'm on a farm I can't catch up with my girlfriends all the time so sometimes when I'm interacting with you and that's why I feel like I know you even though we've met a few times but you you feel that connection and I feel that. So I'm sure there's women who are far more remote than me or just even during COVID in lockdown and there's even women in cities who may not have that beautiful big circle of girlfriends or, you know, perhaps their girlfriends are somewhere else. So I really applaud you because it does make you feel connected. It does. I've got one last question for you and that is what would the 50-ish Nikki tell the 20-ish or 30-ish Nikki? Oh so I'd start I had my babies in late 20s 30s. So my 50-ish Nikki would go back to my 20-ish Nikki and say don't be so urgent about everything and be kind on yourself in relation to your body and when you get glandular fever it is really bad. Do not go on a ski trip <laughs> and drink shots until 3am and then get up and ski because you'll be paying it, paying for it with your health well your entire life. Oh, Nikki, can I say that I probably would have done that too? Trish, you definitely would have done that. I mean, <laughs> she, She's not even letting me answer for myself because she it knows. It was the four so. double S snow trip. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. That, anyone... Um, <laughs> 
of a certain age will understand the joys of a bus ride to the snow. Nikki, oh, it's funny you say that because when I was working, um, it was CFN where I worked for the station at the coast and I actually took the bus trip down and, yes, there was a fair bit of schnapps involved. <laughs> Nikki, thank you so much for giving us your time today and um, and to us, Trish and I, and our 50-ish tribe. Nikki, I'd also like to say thank you and to let you know that I what I love is meeting someone who is as generous, kind and nice in person as they appear online. And you are that person. You know, a testament to that is whenever your name is mentioned and someone knows you, has had an encounter with you, maybe not on the 4 ski trip, (laughs) (laughs) always they say how lovely you are. And Mel and I agree that we love that about you. Thank you. We've loved every single minute of having you here with us today and we feel like we've just scratched the surface once again of this immensely important topic about us being able to embrace and accept and feel great about whatever shape and size we are. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, share with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 or email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what topic you'd like us to tackle next. And remember, life is for living. Buy the shoes, eat the cake, drink the wine, use the good stuff, go on the ski trip. Just don't give a 50 because we are all awesome, regardless of age, and living is an absolute privilege. Thanks, It's Nikki. called a turnstile, ladies. It's called a turnstile. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, thank you. You're awesome. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market normally being a little extra can be a bit much but when it comes to health care it pays to be extra and united Healthcare makes it easy with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they supplement your primary plan helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods so when it comes to covering your medical bills you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the health protector guard plan for you